Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and today I've got a special treat for you. I have on my good brother in Christ many rounds, and we've been uh, both feeling that there's a, just a culmination of events taking place once again, and it was time to have him on for an update. Um, I've talked to him a few times throughout the week, and he just released a new video series on his YouTube channel. And the title of that video series is Sound the Alarm, and he did that in six parts. And so aptly put, the title of today's show will be called Sound the Alarm. And um, it just came out that North Korea, for example, just launched a ballistic missile toward Japan. Now, if you've heard many rounds before, he's talked about there being a bait trap over there, and a lot of people believe it's Taiwan, and Taiwan is part of it. I see North Korea as more of a proxy if you will, in my own opinion. But clearly, you can see that the stage is being set, and all it takes is somebody to make the wrong move on a hair trigger. We're going to cover a lot of ground today, a few things from preparing to the loneliness epidemic going on with men. He's also going to get briefly into the uh, coming invasion that he just got done doing the videos about. So for us Christians, it's a herald to prepare. Because we know that persecution's on the rise, as we've previously discussed. And we also know that just time's getting short overall. And so it ain't time to be playing around in the world. I realize this podcast is somewhat long, but also I pray that it's uh, pertinent information that many of you can use. And so without further ado, welcome to the show, Many Rounds. Well, thank you, Ray. Thanks for letting me uh, come on. It is great having you back. You always bring a lot of useful information to the table, and it couldn't be more timely than it is right now. So you just got done doing a new video on uh, YouTube, or you released a series, like a six-part series. Did you want to tell listeners about uh, what you've been working on? We, we were chatting a, a few days back, you know, about some stuff. And, uh, you know, I wrote a few notes down. And then... Uh, I think it was day before yesterday or yesterday, maybe day before yesterday. It's the day after Easter. And I just, I was, I was going to go out and do a bunch of chores and cut some wood and do all this stuff. And I just uh, felt this urge to uh, like this topic was on my, you know, in my spirit to get out right now, because I feel that, I feel that war is at the door. Okay. It's just, uh, that's simple, really. It's we're very, very close to um, getting involved in uh, several conflagrations at once, and I don't know how long it's going to take for these conflagrations and and then all the uh, events that are slated to happen here in the states before the main attack upon the United States and. I felt the urgency to get out the information that I put out regarding the routes and things like that, that the enemy is going to be taking through the country after, after the initial bombing that, so people are aware of where they are and, and how close they are to places that may uh, soon not exist and or, or be, you know, t completely devastated and destroyed. I, I just felt that it was important to get it out there so that they can have a heads up that if they live, you know, in close proximity to military posts, um, uh, some ports, 
the East Coast, large cities, and the West Coast, large cities, and this large cities period. Um, and if, if any of these cities are involved in manufacturing of, uh, you know, military uh, gear, weapons, bullets, missiles, rockets, whatever, you know, places like they have like places like Boeing and McDonnell Douglas and uh, things like that, that, you know, people are employed by and, and they know that these places are targets, but uh, it's just, I, I just felt the, the uh, really strong urge to get it out there. So that's what I did. I just, I just laid it out. I, I got an old map out that had uh, some of what I got from Chuck Youngbrandt. I wrote, I wrote it down on this map years ago, you know, in, in 2010 or 20, 2009 or so when I first came across what he put out back in uh, the seventies, you know, and because I could see, you know, all these things were coming to pass. And I knew from being in the military for quite a long time, I I had a, a true sense of the actual uh, readiness status of our military. And, and I could see the direction that it was heading and that, uh, it was just being beat up and used and abused and thrown, you know, thrown a bone, kind of, and how uh, it's diminished over the years, and it's it's been it's been beat up really bad, and they haven't really they haven't really invested a lot of uh, uh, resource into upgrading our level of proficiency in the tech areas. You know, I mean, we have we have some some gear out there that's high tech. Sure. And it, you know, but it, but it's, it's old school stuff really compared to what uh, our adversaries have. And so I could see that our level of status, you know, as far as being up to speed on the latest capabilities was lacking, you know, and it's just increasing more so. And now you've got these people on um, give our weapons away binges, you know, and, and everything else they're doing and uh, attacking our military in other ways as far as uh, their mental states and, and, and their emotional and everything else that they're hitting them with to diminish their war fighting capability even more, you know, and, you know, it, it's it's been a military op this whole time, and that's something that it's hard for people that don't are not really aware of of how the militaries work and how governments work to wrap their minds around that factor that this whole thing is just one gigantic military op to basically restructure the world, okay, in the, in the way that they see fit, and uh, without would you know without any input from us like. You know, we didn't vote for this. We didn't vote for that. We didn't, you know, we have no input whatsoever. And the thing we do vote for now, they just gun decrement through anyway, you know, and pass them and, and uh, elect who the heck they want. And they don't really elect them. They just appoint them. And then, and then they have a, you know, a kangaroo court election. It doesn't mean a whole lot anymore. And so you've got uh, appointments of people in power that are, not looking out for any interest that we have. So I just wanted to get, you know, the um, sort of a, uh, a truer perspective about what and how close we are to all of this coming down right now. You know, I, I mean, we're, 
that I can see machinations happening over in Syria right now that are setting the stage for a conflict over there as well. And our current state of uh, oil production and oil uh, acquisition is uh, in flux big time. And you've got the, you know, the, the Saudis and everybody else. I wanted to ask you about that while I have you here today. Um, there's been all this news lately now. I, I got some sent something earlier about China with Saudi Arabia. And yeah, I, th- I heard something yesterday about Russia now docking over there. Did you hear anything about that? No, but it wouldn't surprise me because they're getting buddy-buddy with those people. Those people see the writing on the wall that America is falling, okay? And it's it's becoming a uh, the empire of old, okay, really fast. So, you know, and the empires that are coming up and rising up, these other countries are seeing that, you know, the direction that, that the the influence of the power in the world is shifting. So they're going to go with who's going to win, you know, and it's, it's obvious to them, maybe not here in America because our news media blacks out any information that, that has anything to do with uh, whatever is not on their narrative. So they just put out this propaganda every day, but over there, it's a lot more truthful information that they're getting the governments over there are receiving and, and then know, they can see what's going on. And, they, and what's going on is, you know, the United States is, is, is on the way out and Russia and China are on the way in. Well, you were just starting so, to go into the details about what was happening in the Middle East. So do you want to go into that briefly for a moment, aside from what the yeah, whole issue with Saudi Arabia is? Yeah, there's a lot of shifting going on, you know. And so what you've got is you've got uh, our leadership everything they're doing is wrong because they are being led by a spirit that is leading them in the wrong direction. I mean, they've, they've rejected God's counsel. Okay. And now since he's, he, he left a huge void there and, and the, the entities that are filling that void are evil and they are going to do what they do, which is lie steal, destroy. And they are leading these people on a primrose path to hell's garden. And unfortunately we're, we're on the same train. (laughs) You know, we, you know, we're, 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 we're going to be affected whether we like it or not. And it's just, they're going to drag us into this period of war and destruction that is going to culminate in basically the final outcome, which is the destruction of the United States and, the occupation and the um, reallocation of all the manpower, all the women power and everybody that's still living into, uh, you know, being in captivity, you're basically going to be slaves. And if you don't go along, I mean, these people are hell bent on stripping us right now of our liberties and our, you know, anything that our forefathers established 246 years ago. Um, Every one of those factors is being attacked, you know, and uh, I mean, right now it's 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 they're, they're just going crazy, you know. It's no it's no coincidence, okay, that you've got every other week now you've got some some wacko out there blowing people away with an AR-15 or some such weapon or a, you know a few weapons that you know these these people are 
Manchurian candidates. It's that simple. I mean, they're they're vulnerable to suggestion. They're vulnerable to um, you know having their emotions twisted around in the direction that these people want them to go, and they they're using it as a tool. I mean, the bottom line is that some of the elements in our own government are getting heat rounds from the Chinese and the Russians to, to get the guns out of the people's hands. It's that simple. Yeah, I had seen in uh, part one of your video, I haven't watched them all yet, but I saw in part one earlier you were uh, talking about how there's those doing the bidding. They're essentially helping them. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've been compromised in some way, you know, over the last 40 years. You know, they've gotten in, they got their inroads in there, and they put these people in a compromising position with film or documentation and so then they squeeze them and they say okay we want you to do this we want you to do that or pass this legislation or do this or that and or they get them in an even more compromising situation and they tell them you're going to do this and you're going to do that and then they take pictures of that and then so now they got these people wrapped around their finger and they if they don't do what they say they'll expose them or destroy them one or the other or outright assassinate them you know and that's been going on. I mean, that's what's really going on behind the scenes. And there's plenty of evidence of that, you know, if, if you look. So, no, you know, it's, it's there. It, you can clearly see it. Yeah. The Lord's allowing it, okay, because the country as a whole has refused to repent of all these grievous sins. And, and some of the sins are, are so extremely grievous, nobody would hardly believe what's going on, you know. But when you, you start finding out what the real insides of Lady Liberty looks like, it's pretty ugly, man. And uh, there's a lot. There's been a lot of stuff, crazy, nasty, awful, evil things going on behind the scenes, you know, by by the people that uh, have a lot of power, or whatever, or um, you know, the movie industry, the music industry, and all these other industries that throw the money around. Okay, and you know, they use their influence to. Uh, keep the media's mouth shut about it and then they just continue on with all these grievous things and the american people themselves are mixed up in it whether you know if they want to admit it or not but we're all guilty of furthering this decline in our in our culture and in, in our nation and so you know, if people want to look for somebody to blame, just go look in the mirror, okay? Let's get real here. And anybody that doesn't want to admit that, well, you know, and people will say, well, I wasn't there, and I didn't do this, and I didn't do that. But, you know, it's like, look, you know, you're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. You know, we all have asked forgiveness, for, you know, from Jesus for something, you know, because all of us have sinned, okay? So we're all guilty of this. So now it's a matter of, repenting and asking God's forgiveness and then driving on it and asking what he wants us to do now, you know, and, and, and follow his ways and, and try to bring our children up in the way, in his ways, because that's the only thing that's really going to combat this, this influx of this flood of filth that's coming our way that we haven't even seen yet. That, that is just going to boggle the minds. It's going to, it's going to be to believers who really follow Jesus Christ it's going to be hard to be untouched by it because it, it's just like somebody takes a big gigantic bucket full of cow manure and just chucks it at you. Well, some of it's going to hit you, you know, you just can't help it because you're living here and 
we're already seeing that with these rainbow people with their filth. I mean, they're they're parading around in the schools and exposing themselves in the streets in their parades and all this other crazy stuff. And it's just the other the other nations of this world are are hissing, and it's like they don't want to be they don't want to be uh, contaminated by what we are allowing and what we are putting out because it's it's so disgustingly filthy. Uh, it's no wonder, you know, that so many nations are going to hate Babylon, you know, and do hate it. And right now, uh, you know, you've got more and more countries that are that are seeing what's going on. They know something's really wrong with America. Okay, and so they're pulling their interest out of it. I mean, you can see that with the banking, and uh, you know, there's probably a lot of uh, people that that live here from other lands, even that are booking flights, you know, they're getting out and I can't blame them. You know, I agree with you. And I've talked about many of these things before, you know, it's, it's like this new censorship bill that I recently had talked about, um, you know, conveniently as all this goes on, oh, we have to get, go after free speech online. You know, we can't have people out there talking about biblical prophecy because another thing that's happening, many don't realize, well, I'm sure a lot of people do, but some of our allies, people like countries we used to think that we had partnerships with and stuff like that, uh, they're leaving. They're going, they're making, you know, allies with uh, who America's against. Yeah. yeah. Fi- financial dealings, and that is, and all that. They're voting with their feet, man. You know, kind of. So, but they're le- they're making it now. So, like, you can't get on and talk about this, but they're using it under the guise of TikTok. Like, oh, well, you know, this is harmful for the children. And I covered this, you know, a few weeks back, and I said, yeah. Since when have they ever really cared about children? Come on. Yeah, right. It's, you know, it's quite obvious. You know, the banking, the free speech—they're going after everything at once. And like you said, then suddenly there's all these shooters coming out of the woodwork. There's all these disasters happening, and, and you know what they're going to try to do is just make. The, the crisis is going to get so big. It's like, it's a polycrisis. And then you'll start hearing that term. It's like, we have to do something to keep you safe. We have to do something. That's where it is. And they want to corral everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can hear them screaming that now. We, we have to do something. We have to do something. Well, doing something is not always the best thing. You know, you're just willy-nilly throwing something out there. But that's not really what they're doing. They know what they're doing, you know? I mean, they are coming for There's a- our stuff. Yeah, they're coming for our stuff. And by the way, in addition to that, just as we were going on to record this, I got a text from uh, Brother H, and he said that in Washington State, they're moving to ban assault rifles. So now you can't purchase them anymore. So, you know, the the average law-abiding citizen who is responsible is being kept. But you know that the criminals, they're always going to have what they need to pull off their dirty deeds. That's how it always works. And every time there's one of these, there's multiple incidents going on, this is what they do. They make everybody a suspect automatically, you know, even if you've never done anything wrong. It's like you're automatically a bad person or something because you want to defend your family or your land. While, by the way, they allow all these uh, illegals uh, coming up. I just saw something from Mike Adams that uh, in uh, I think it's the Darien Gap between Panama and Colombia that there there's a U.N. camp down there and they've got like wire money and they're handing out rape kits which means essentially that uh they're expecting uh you know these women that are crossing to get uh raped in other words and they want to give them chemical abortion pills 
So, you know, they're exploiting them too, and they have no idea what they're even walking into. You know, if they had any clue what was coming to this nation, I can guarantee you they'd be turning back. But see, that's not the agenda. The agenda is to bankrupt and let in the infiltrators so they can carry out their dirty deeds. So this is the wickedness we allow. And by the way, speaking of the disasters to just today, there's another warehouse fire on, I think it's like on the east side of Indiana. And if you look at a map, I mean, Dayton ain't too far from there, Dayton, Ohio. So uh, it's, a, it's a warehouse, an old warehouse, and it's storing a bunch of plastics. And they're saying it might take a few days t- to let it burn out. Now, where have I heard that before? Hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, it all goes hand in hand because what's in western Ohio near the border of Indiana? I have extended family out there, and they grow corn. Ohio has a big agriculture center in the western part of the state. I mean, and you notice that these things are happening where there's food or water facilities. Now, what's even more strange is it's not even on the news. Or when it happens, there's delayed response. You don't hear anybody talking about it like, oh, well, we're going to go see what the cause of this was. Or you don't, you don't hear about any of that. It's like it's being hush-hush. You know? Yeah, right. Well, that's, you're, you're looking at... Uh, so burning plastics, yeah, put two and two together. Yeah. That's what they're doing is they're, they're setting up a control mechanism for taking total control of the whole country and the assets and us with all these disasters so they can you know take people and move them out of areas that have been deemed um, contaminated and, and not fit for habitation anymore or whatever and then put them in a camp or something like that you know i mean it's like that's what they're doing and and then i mean look at the mountains in california they burn you know and and other places that they've already wrecked and these places are going to be uninhabitable you know they don't they don't want people to be uh independent anymore and they want them dependent and and so they want them they want them controlled they want them all in one central location or several central locations so they can keep tabs on everybody it's that simple and uh, they, they need to weed them out of the hills and weed them out of the mountains if they can and weed them out of the backwoods, you know. And so that's how they're doing it. And they're, they're killing the water. They're killing the land. They're killing everything they can kill. You know, the cattle. They're going after the cattle. And, and they're going after the livestock. And they're going after all this stuff. So, you know, the people that are the backbone of this country that pro- that produce the food, produce you know, all these things that keep everything running are going to disappear, you know? It's interesting. You had the production facilities for food. They went up in flames. There were like hundreds of them. And they weren't even just in the U.S. This was happening in other countries as well. I mean, I've seen videos, brother, on Brighteon where they are literally destroying food. You know, I was just talking about the immigrants and how interesting it is. It's like, oh, yeah, we're trying to help them. So we're bringing them up to the United States. It's like, oh, you really care about them, do you? Why aren't you sending all that food you're destroying down to Central America where people's economies are wrecked from COVID that you implemented? You know, the madness, it it just never ends. And here we are, you know, just like, oh, you know, it doesn't affect me. It's like, well, it will. I mean, it's, it's going to, because look at, Look at what's happening at the stores. Yeah. And then all this time, you happen to have uh, high-powered companies and organizations uh, coming in. And so how convenient it is, you get a few people like Bill Gates who own land or own these farms that, quite frankly, they drove out of business by, you know, it just goes so deep. They drove them out of business 
you know, by high taxes or eminent domain, however they did it. And now they want to put the mRNA in the animals. Sure. So that's another way to roundabout backdoor way of getting it in, you know, in everybody. My point was, though, you, you see that and then you have the chemical stuff going on. Then on top of that, you have dollar devaluation because everybody that used to conduct business in the petrodollar is leaving the U.S. So and then you got endless spending. So, you, you know, you're ending up with a concoction of all of these things at once. So, you know, it's it's turning into this perfect storm. Yeah. And and then look at the skies. I saw a picture the other day that that shooting they just had at the at some bank in Kentucky, I think it was. Right? And they had a picture on the street of the cop cars pulling up to the bank, right? Yeah, I had seen an article or something about that, but I didn't really have much of a chance to look at it. Okay. Well, look at the sky in the picture in the photograph. Do you can see all these chemtrails up there? I haven't seen that, but I know I've seen it here every every time before there's a storm or a weather change, I see it. A picture says a thousand words, you know. I've I've taken pictures of it. You've seen them up on my on the blog before. I I put them up there. Yeah, I've taken pictures. They do it here too, man. They do it everywhere. And they'll do it like west of me and then the, the stuff will drift over and by the time it gets to me then it's it's dispersed into wispy columns of this junk up there you know and then at night if you go out with a flashlight and beam a, beam your flashlight up straight up you can just see all this stuff that you're breathing you know yeah there's a gentleman in florida he does uh, videos on uh, youtube his name's twisted luck truth and he's done that with a flashlight he'll go out at night and shine it and you can see the particles in the air and he scraped yeah. he scraped some of it off his uh, back windshield of his uh, minivan and uh, you know he put a magnet up to it and was able to drag it around with the magnet. So yeah. the question is, what's it for? Barium we know is conductive, so you figure if that's in the air, we're breathing it in. And so, what's the purpose behind that? You have to wonder, you know. Yeah, well, we're you know that's one dividend of what they're doing as far as us breathing it is getting us more and more diminished health wise, you know, and and, and it, our children. You know, uh, don't get me started on that. Well, and they uh, came out. I don't know if you saw it. No more conspiracy theory. They admit using chemtrails. Yeah. Former yeah. CIA director John Brennan gave a speech at the Council on Foreign Relations. And in it, he admitted that they're using chemtrails. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, gee, you know, I guess I can put another um, mark on my tinfoil hat, you know. Yeah. But when uh, I got made fun know, of years ago, I'd say, yeah, you'll be dressing your whole self in tinfoil if you knew what they were doing. Because I knew t- 10 yeah. years ago what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just crazy. But, you know, getting back to the main uh, my main subject there about it was just that I, I, I feel that uh, we're at the cusp of a lot of these things just rapidly, you know, coming down upon us. Bang, 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 bang. And so at some point. You know, very soon, I mean, they're going to take the internet away from us. Okay, so that com outlet is going to be eliminated, and then that's part of their plan too. And then, you know, they, they've been attacking ham radio and the towers, you know, and this and that, and trying to reduce our ability to be able to communicate across the country. And that's what that's about. 
and satellite disruptions. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And it's conveniently, it goes along with that bill at the same time, because that's how they want to yeah. do it. They want to put everybody on the social credit when they turn everything digital. And then yeah. from there, they're going to link everything together. So when people are on social media, when you're on YouTube, leaving a comment, when you're on your Facebook or your Twitter or whatever, it doesn't matter. Elon Musk owns it. By the way, it just came out there owned by some uh, shadow corporation. I don't know who it is. X something or other. I can't remember the name. I just saw it yesterday. But they're cataloging all this. They're feeding it. And I said years ago, long after I got on Facebook, I said, you know, I said, they're taking everything that you say and they're feeding it into a database. Oh, yeah, sure. You bet. And the AI, they got the AI thing sorting it all out now so they can sort it out a lot quicker, faster, you know, and pinpoint where any possible trouble points might be for people, you know, and they'll be, you know, raised up on the list, I guess, if, if they if they deem you as a uh, threat of any any sort. So, well, it's all of us. It's everybody listening. It's all of us. Yeah. And even the people going along with it, they're going to be done away with as well. They're just people going along with this are just being used as cannon fodder. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, you know, it says in the book of Revelation, you know, where he's, he's the Antichrist. Okay. He's, they're talking about the Antichrist. And it, uh, it, he says, he causes all to have to receive a mark, you know? Well, I mean, they're going to coerce people. They're going to do essentially what they did. You know, if you thought about it, when they made it, tried to get everybody to take the shot, like you're going to lose your job if you don't take the shot, you're going to, you know, and that was an experiment. That was a test run for the whole beast mark system for everything to go digital currency, all that. And that's what they'll do. They'll make life very difficult, you know, to participate in society for especially Christians because, but everybody's going to have a choice. They have a choice that they have to make. I mean, you can't repent once you take that mark, as you well know. Yeah. Yeah. And also in that same area in the book there, he talks about this, the souls under the altar, okay, that were beheaded for their sticking to their faith, you know, in Jesus. And so it's like, you can see where this is going. I mean, they're going to eliminate the opposition. They're going to murder everybody. And whoever's left that, that goes along with their program and sold out their soul for a bowl of beans is going to get, receive a mark. It's, you know, and it's when it, when it says he causeth all, that means he has the power somehow to force everybody into this position of having to relinquish their souls over to him, basically. Well, they're going to make it so that you have to have the mark and they're going to start it off as, you know, it'll be through your debit, whatever. And then they're going to say, hey, there's too much identity theft. There's this, there's that. And you notice that's on the uptick as well. Yeah. Well, and they've, they've done it through the medical profession, you know, where yep. they force people to take the cataloging uh, it. really weird crap into their body yep. to poison them and turn them into little radio transceivers or whatever, you know. Because now when you go to the doctor, it's, do you have your vaccine? Are you up to date? Do you have your booster? Oh, don't talk live. about that, though. You're, you know, that's conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> talk to the people that are dying from it right now, you know that are laying up at their home because they can't go to work anymore or they, they've got palsy or they've got, you know, organ failure and, and other things. And, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, their kids dropped dead right in front of them, you know, 10 minutes after they took the junk. So 
you know, it, it's it's obvious. It, it, they're not going to report how many people really are are dead already. Well, that's. Have you noticed that since this has all been coming out, it's been one thing after another as far as distractions. Yeah, sure. The Trump and yeah. Trump indictment balloons. Yeah, yeah, go and it goes on and on and on. Yeah, and all these people, you know, you mentioned Trump. It's like they're on this hopium of that somehow he's going to come in and save the day, and and everything's going to return back to normal. Blah blah blah. Well, he's he's one of them. Okay, let's just put it out there. He's one of them. He's 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 given over to this whole thing. He was Mr. Warp Speed himself. I mean, come on, people. You know, the guy is uh, bad news. Okay, and what you're going to get is is that wench in uh, where is it uh, Zachariah, where he talks about the the lady in the basket, the wickedness. You know. Yeah, that's uh, Zechariah five. Uh, specifically verses five through eleven, I believe. Yeah, that that one, and and she is going to have received authority to, you know, just basically warp speed this whole program, you know, and and us with it into oblivion, and uh, you know she's coming, so you know that's what you're going to really get, and then after her, you're going to get probably Obama, you know who's actually behind the scenes running the whole show. There's so many different layers to it. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dabu777. Uh, He's another gentleman on uh, YouTube. He yeah. does video okay. news. Yeah, I follow him too. Um, he has a video up on his channel about guillotines. And, you know, you were talking about, you know, those who are going to lose their life for the testimony of Jesus, not to take into resisting the mark. And um, I saw people in the comments, they were leaving these uh, comments like, oh, well, you know, you don't need to worry about that. That's just for the unbelievers and the lukewarm. What's your take on that? That's not what it says. They're called saints in the book of Revelation, you know, and Jesus tells them, just wait a little while till the rest of your brethren die in likewise fashion. These preachers, they, they, some of these preachers, they just, uh, they're in it for the bling and the junk, and they, they're not really preaching the word. It's just, simple, you know, that simple. And so they're, they're preaching this lie, and uh, a lot of people, you know, sure, it's what they want to hear. That's what their little itching ears want to hear. But the fact is that we're going to endure. These people are going to be here for this attack. They're going to be here for this nuclear war on our country that these people have planned, you know, on one side, you know, they want to outlaw your lawnmower. On the other side, they're going to bomb this place into oblivion and suck up all kinds of garbage and radioactive fallout throughout the whole planet. Okay, these environmentalist uh, people, okay? And, and it's like there's a little bit of a, a conflict there, you know, of, of what their real intentions are, okay? And so they're not really abandoning your lawnmower because they're concerned about the environment. Okay. Because they're going to bring it all to see what well, Here's the and problem. Gonna... Here's the problem. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but here, here's the problem. You know, you have first Thessalonians five, nine for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. But many take that as, well, we're not going to be here for wrath. It's like, well, no, that's not God's wrath, but he didn't say that we weren't going to be persecuted. Even Jesus said we were going to be persecuted. He said, the day was coming where they were going to remove us from the churches and think that they were doing God a favor. And there'd be many who were greatly deceived. Yeah. You know, brother, I feel it's also important to mention first Peter four, uh, specifically verses 16 through 18. Yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian, 
Let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. And then verse 17 is key. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins, begins as italicized, with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? And then verse 18 says, Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? So, yes, we have to endure the judgments because we too are being judged along with the unbelieving. So people tend to miss that and think, well, I'm saved and I'm just going to get out of here, but I'm going to continue to behave the way I want. And that's not the way it works. Yeah. And he who endures until the end, okay, the end meaning your end of your life, the end of your existence, you know, when they've got you unstrapped down to that guillotine. That's what he's talking about. And not everyone's going to die in that fashion, but it just means whatever the end is, you know, it's going to be yeah. different for yeah. everybody. But better, yeah. better to understand going into this, what we're going to have to endure to set your hearts to endure it so that you don't fall away. And yeah, and not buy into that, uh, you know, rose-colored uh, storyline about you're going to get snatched out of here before you have to suffer. I mean, Jesus didn't get snatched out before he had to suffer, did he? You know? And he said, follow him. Follow him, which means follow him, okay? I mean, you might have to die for your faith in God, okay? It's that simple. Look at the people over in Ukraine right now pulling their loved ones out of rubble, you know, if, if they can do it. If, and, and they're cooking fires on a little stone uh, fireplace they made up to, to cook some dog they used to own or whatever it is they're doing over there. The biggest thing, the biggest thing that gets me in the American church, and I'm sure this isn't just exclusive to America, but it's predominantly here on a big level, is that many think that uh, I'm, once I just accept, I'm okay, I'm going to get out of here on this you know, rapture ticket, and I don't have to get my life together, I don't have to live right, and there's a lot of apathy and indifference right now. There's a lot mm. of unlove, there's a lot of not giving, there's a lot of just self-serving going on. And it's more like, well, I'm going to get out of here on the rapture. It's like, it's not going to happen that way. Because everyone's no. going to be refined. I've been going through an intense refining because, you know, well, you've known about that, but you went through it, you know. Uh, yeah. And many are being yeah. called and don't even realize it. And it's like they're not yeah. they're not stepping up. Well, yeah. See, the problem is that they didn't have the guts to say, OK, God, do whatever you want with my life. OK. And, and that means everything, whatever, you know. And it's like they. They, they receive the Lord, yeah, and they're following him, and, and they're learning about him and all stuff. But when it comes down to when he asks them, hey, I need I need your life, okay? I need you to give it everything over to me now, you know, so I can use you later in the kingdom for what I really want you to do, you know? And they when they get to that line in, in the sand, they go, ah, I don't know, you know? Uh, you know and, and so they don't ever really totally, 100% with everything they have, commit, through his ways and, and his direction, like they're at the beach of the Red Sea and, and they're like looking at the water going, gee, Lord, I, how are we going to get across this? You know, you got the army behind us. You got, well, they, they, you know, they have to step out on that water. You know, that's like, like Peter in the boat. He was the only dude on that boat 
they had the guts to go and jump out on that water, you know, and, and, and walk to him. One out of 12 guys, right? And here was Jesus walking up on the water, and Peter got out, and he had the courage to say, I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to walk out to you. Even though he faltered a little bit later, but at least he had the initial guts, you know, to do it. And that's kind of a little composite picture of this body of Christ we live in. And it's like one out of 12, man, you know. And uh, but, but that's not to say it's too late or anything. If you're still breathing, you know, give it to him. Give everything you have because right now these people are coming, okay. The bombs are going to drop and you're going to see bloodshed in this country before that even. You know, it, it sets all that up. You know, Dimitri, Dimitri Dudeman, he saw, you know, he saw um, the, the country was busy with internal problems. That sounds There's familiar. Yeah, he was busy with internal problems. It says, you know, uh, remember the, the, the angels talking to him and he says, remember this, Dimitri, the Russian spies have discovered where the nuclear warehouses are in America. When the Americans will think that it is peace and safety from the middle of the country, some of the people will start fighting against the government. Now, think about that. Why would they start fighting against the government, right? And this was written back in the 80s, you know. And I've often wondered what would do that, you know. And I, I thought, well, probably, possibly the one thing that will cause it is is them trying to seize the weapons of this of the people, you know, and 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 other oppressive measures they may take but the government will be busy with internal problems and then from the ocean from cuba nicaragua mexico he told me two other countries but i didn't remember what they were they will bomb the nuclear warehouses when they explode america will burn now he says they're going to bomb the nuclear warehouses so they know where the nuclear weapons of this country are stored in these bunkers across the country now when they they hit those bunkers and they cause pre-detonation of, of all the weapons that are inside those bunkers, okay? Now, we have some serious weaponry, all right? We have, you know, one megaton plus and some some like 500 kiloton. But that's even many, many, many more times than Hiroshima or Nagasaki. And let's say you've got 30 bombs or 30 missiles, rockets, whatever, devices in a bunker okay that's 30 megatons you know minimum okay of weapons in that bunker and you hit that with a nuclear weapon and it and it let's say it it, it may it may it may diffuse a few of them and, and just disperse the contents everywhere up in the atmosphere which is nasty stuff all by itself you know you got uranium depleted neutronium and you know, plutonium and all that kind of stuff and it's going to rain down on everything in the water and, you know, the ocean later, it's going to trickle around the whole planet. But, you know, you're talking about a massive, massive explosion. Okay. It's going to, it's going to rock the plates, the tectonic plates so severely that it's like in Isaiah, it says the earth reels to and fro like a drunkard through space. Okay. Now, why do you, you know, when you when you detonate a concentrated amount of ordnance in an area, it pushes against whatever it is that it hit, and 
that happens to be the planet, okay? So consider like the size of the United States, right? And you've got, you know, hundreds of, possibly hundreds of, of nuclear weapons going off throughout the whole United States. And then elsewhere too, probably, but they're more going to be concentrated in some of the cities and some of the more uh, military complex areas and stuff like that. So you've got this huge pressure that is just continually pounding and pounding and pounding on one portion of the earth. And it's going to literally shove the earth for every action. There's an equal and opposite reaction and it's going to move the earth out of its normal orbit. Well, it's going to it's going to cause earthquakes, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah! It's going to cause all kinds of seismic cha-cha, man. You're, you're talking about, uh, you know, some major uh, volcanic uh, disturbance underneath. It's already quaking and shaking and, and, and fragile as it is already because of other factors that are going on out in space right now. And you know, there's strange planetary bodies out there that nobody's talking about much. But the Lord is, he's awesome. He planned this eons ago. And, and so all of this is not, no, no big surprise to him at all. He knows all this. But it's like, you know, when you read it in the, in the word and it says the earth is going to reel to and fro like a drunkard. Well, you know, imagine you've got this orbit. It's a perfect, you know, almost perfect circular orbit around the sun. You know, everything's fine. Everything's working great. It's like one big giant timepiece, right? And then you've got a little nudge of the planet one way. But now I don't know if that's going to be towards the sun or away from the sun at the time when it happens. I don't know. But however it is, it's going to it's going to want to realign itself, right? So if you if it pushes the Earth outward away from the sun as it's still going around in its orbit, you know, at however many miles per second, then it starts to get further away from the sun. The weather is going to change drastically, and then. As it crosses its orbit again and goes closer to the sun, then it's going to get a little hotter, you know, and it's going to keep doing that until it finally works itself out back into its normal orbit, which could be several years from now, you know, or from whenever it happened. And, you know, there are things in the, in the scriptures that, that describe that kind of thing going on. And you can see how it can happen because of, different things that man is, is doing to the planet and not to mention the things that the Lord is orchestrating out in space or whatever, you know, whatever in the heavens. But, um, you know, so my, my, my whole urge was really just to get it out there, get out the information as far as the fact that these, 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 these invasion hordes are coming and they're going to roll through here like a hot knife through butter. There's going to be some resistance. Sure. And when there is, you don't want to be where that resistance is taking place because you're talking about some serious heavy ordnance going off all over the place. And, you know, there's one good there's one thing about military ops that, that, that is a constant, and that is that the plan is the first thing that goes out the window. And some of these weapons are not going to go where they intended to go. OK, there's going to be mistakes made. There's going to be malfunctions. There's going to be, you know, missiles flying on air into areas that that weren't intended to. And, you know, um, war is just one terrible havoc thing. Okay. It's just terrible. Look at what's going on over there right now in Ukraine and elsewhere. I mean, it's just nothing goes right. You know, it, it, they, they keep pushing towards a certain goal 
and they finally get there, but then they've left a wake of destruction behind them that is like, you know, um, it's, it's just, it's just a wake of destruction, you know? And, uh, you know, so I'm just, I feel the urgency to, to get it out there that look, these people really are coming. This really is going to happen. You're going to be here for it people. Okay. And you need to get your head on right now because, uh, you know, you need to plan, you need to be the priest family. If you have, you know, a wife and children and, and, and you're you know, the basic family, um, you know, it's up to you, but to provide for them and make sure that they're going to be, you're going to do the best you can as far as ensuring their survival and their care and their emotional, you know, um, stability, because it's going to be a tough, tough thing. It, I mean, I've seen, the Lord has shown me some things, man. And I, I have seen some things and they are dark. They're very, very, very dark. Okay. Now, the only thing that, you know, that thank God, praise God, he's in charge. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. that He is in charge and he has us in his hand. If we only just give him our lives and hand it over to him, and he knows all this is coming, and he's been warning and warning and warning. And the warnings are just about over, man. It's going to be survival mode. You know no, what I mean? No, we, we've, been, we've been living on borrowed time now for a while. Nobody's going to be able to talk to anybody. You know, you're not going to talk to your buddy over there in Colorado, and the people in Colorado aren't going to be talking to anybody over in North Carolina. You know, it's like that ain't going to happen no more. And people are going to be corralled up and, you know, the enemy, when they get here, they're going to be pretty damn brutal, man. They're going to be brutal. Okay. They're not going to ask you anything. They're going to tell you. And that, you know, and that is the way it's going to go. So you have to get your mind, get yourself girded up mentally and seriously, you know, strengthen your faith muscle so that you are just like Flint, you are a rock. You will not be moved, okay? Just like it says in the word, you know? Go a thousand on my this side and a 10,000 on that side, I will not be moved, okay? And, um, and, and just stand your ground and stand for Jesus. And if, you know, they're gonna do despicable, terrible, heinous things to your families if they can, and they will, to many. So let's get that, let's get, let's, <laughs> Look, people, just realize this is real. I, I don't know if you listened to the podcast where I shared this, um, and I said a few similar things. I had a vision where I saw people who had gone into captivity, and they were crying, and they were being mocked by their captors. And essentially, they were just treated like slaves. And it was it was very disturbing what I was seeing in that. Yeah. And... uh what was shown to me was it was going to be many who are mocking and not taking things seriously, who don't, who are in disbelief that this, this is, these things are going to happen or like, Oh, that can't happen here. Kind of thing. Yeah. That pride that, you know, that's one disadvantage. A lot of Americans have going out the gate is that they are of this belief that America, you know, is without sin. And America is the one that's going out there to try to be the good guy and do all the good stuff and, and rah, rah, you know, and all this but that is not the case. Okay, the case actually is that this nation is guilty of the most heinous crimes against the world that you can imagine. Okay, and the veterans of this country 
that have come back from Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, you can notice they have, they're having troubles because they're having trouble living with some of the things they saw and some of the things they witnessed that were done to the other people, the indigenous people of the areas they were in. And they may have even been a part of some of these things and they didn't, it didn't sit right with them, but maybe they just didn't at the time have the guts to stand up and say, no, this is wrong because they were looking at Article 15, possibly, or being ostracized by their higher ups or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, there was a lot of weird shenanigans going on over there. And, um, you know, if you're a veteran and you endured these kinds of things and you saw this kind of mayhem going on over there that didn't fit with what your principles knew was right. You know, ask, you need to get on your knees and ask God to show you and, and to show you, look, he forgives you, you know, but and if you know something. Be prepared, by the way, what he will show you, because yeah, God will show you really what's going on. And some people will dismiss that as like, oh, that's a that's an attack by the enemy or that's a bad dream. It's like, no, not necessarily. He will no, no. because he shows his prophets and he shows uh, many rounds and I things. I mean, yeah. There's, he wants the warning out there because he wants people to be saved. He's being patient for their sake. Yeah. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Okay. And the truth is sometimes a hard pill to swallow, you know, but he's telling us and showing us these things so that we have a better understanding of the real situation and why he's, why he is bringing judgment on this country. It's a judgment. It's a pure judgment. It's a righteous judgment. It's it's it is deserved more time more than you can possibly imagine because you know Sodom, all right, was judged for what it did, and they didn't have thousands of millions of Bibles laying around for people to read, and they didn't have the churches, they didn't have some of the advantages we've had, and they didn't go as nearly as deep and dark into the into the pit of hell as this country has, and God has you know, been merciful to allow us to continue to, to warn and continue to try to get people to repent and, and for people to repent, come on board the ark before it's too late. You know, he's been very merciful in that way. And, but he's, you know, <laughs> there's a timetable that must be met. His word must be fulfilled and it's, and it is coming down. Boom, 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 boom. You know, he wants people to be about his business right now. And that, is winning souls over. And as we come out of Resurrection Sunday, granted it was a few days ago, well, by the time I get this released, it'll be about a week, but, you know, what did Jesus say when he was resurrected? If you love me, feed my sheep. If you yeah. love me, feed my sheep. Yeah, and do what you can. And 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 if maybe your gift isn't preaching or your gift is something else, maybe your gift is you have a Joseph anointing and maybe you're stocking up food and you don't know why, you know, or you're stocking up medical supplies or you're doing you know you, you are there you have a mission and and you're you're performing it maybe without you even knowing it you know the lord leads yeah. people that way and yep. he doesn't tell you the whole the whole story he just says go do this or go do that or he leads you to do this or do that and you just have to trust him that you know uh he's doing it for a good reason he may not tell you right off the bat because he doesn't want the enemy knowing giving a heads up you know so uh, you know, whatever your gift, your gift might be coddling little children because they're going to need coddling. They're going to need some, some people to uh, take them under their wing and try to, you know, comfort them 
because there's going to be a lot of orphans, man. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to, you know, die and they're going to leave children behind them. And there's going to be a lot of orphans. That's another thing I saw. Uh, you know, a lot of orphans, man. And, you know, God will bless you. If you think, oh, I can't take in six kids, you know. Well, guess what? <laughs> the Lord feeds us like he did in Egypt with manna, you know, every day. It's a daily thing. Give us this day our daily bread. Don't give us a three years worth all in one shot. We can't carry it, you know. But he gave them. He took care of those people, a million people for over 40 years, you know, 40 years in the desert. He can, he can take care of you, okay? He's done it before. That's what he does. He'll make a way. And he'll make a way. And so you just got to trust him. He'll bless you if you do the right thing, no matter how difficult it may look on the outset. Well, you, know, you do you do have to go time. through some you do have to go through some training sometimes. Um yeah. where it comes to learning how to trust him. You know, it's not yes. like flicking on a light switch. No. Yeah, he'll he'll <laughs> and yeah, he'll He'll put you through a wilderness, you know, just like he did them to, to get you to finally get to the point where you do get it. And you do understand that when he says who he is, he really is that. You know? He said, I am, which means he is. He always is. He always was. He is with he's all around us. He's with us. He's inside us. He's, he's, Even now he's when I've gotten stressed, brother, I have heard him say yeah. that I am. Yeah. He is on the throne. Yes. He's very intimately involved in your life. Every moment of it. And he wants you to to, to, to consider him in everything you do that way so that uh, you can avoid the pits. You can avoid the pitfall. There's landmines everywhere, but he's the only one that knows the route through him. So, you know, trust him. That's all. And I think another thing we ought to speak to is this uh, loneliness epidemic. I, I brought this up the other night, and I briefly made mention of it before. Right. There, there's this male loneliness epidemic going on. And it, it happens with women, too. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, there's a lot of guys sitting out there like, oh, I'm alone. No woman wants me. And I don't see a purpose to my life. And, you know, oh, it, you know, I, I went out and I couldn't get this and I just need to get laid. You know, what do we say to men that are going through that? Because I think that we should address that because I believe that God sets certain people apart. I mean, he says that we're, man is not meant to be alone, but not everybody is called to get married. And there's those who need hope and they're looking for answers. Well, um, you know, that's a case by case thing, but it's also, are you fit to be somebody's mate? You know, ask the question honestly and ask the lord lord what do i do to, need to do to be fit for somebody you know what i mean and then you know on the way to straightening that out don't put god in a box okay and think he, that he can't fix it because he definitely can fix that okay you have to be able to trust him completely okay so you, at the, you know, it, within the next 10 minutes, you're not going to be ready. Okay. Let's get, let's get that out right off out into the, on the deck there. You know, you got to okay. give your life to yeah. him. You got to purge out yeah. things like, you, you know, if you're single and yeah. you're doing things, you shouldn't be like pornography or, you know, drinking or partying oh, yeah. with your buddies. You, you need to, you need to, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you need to get clean, okay? And then be specific in in your desires and requests and aspects of a mate. And, you know, a great friend of mine told me that, be specific because he likes to show off, okay? And so I, I mean be specific. Now, what I did was I looked I looked in the, the Bible and I saw the description of a virtuous woman. I think it's in Proverbs 31. And I looked at that description of this virtuous woman, okay? And I thought, gosh, that's, you know, that's, that is what I desire right there is a virtuous woman and someone who, who loves the Lord more than she loves me, okay? And who will keep me straight and help keep me, on, you know, on the straight and narrow as well. Someone who's totally devoted to Jesus Christ and God and, and the right way, okay? And so I was specific and I said, well, you know, little images of certain kind of hair came into mind and, and then, you know, aspects of her personality and, and whatever, but and I, so I wrote them down and I said, OK, Lord, I'm going to lay this out for you, Lord. You know, and I and, and I, this is little, this is the woman that I want and, and that she'd be, you know, this and this and this and this. And so I just said, OK, there you go. I'm going to, you know, I put it on your shelf, Lord, and I'm not going to sweat it no more. And so, you know, and I'm not going to be hunting, it, hunting one, one of these down. Right? I'm going to let you orchestrate it out. OK. But you have to remember, too, that not every, like I said earlier, not everyone is meant to enter into marriage. And some are called, and they just don't know that they're called yet. Because when I went into my wilderness, that's what the Lord showed me, was that I was called. And then in that case, when you're called, you're meant to be as you are. The Word says so, depending on what you're called to do. But you have to seek Him first. You have to seek the Lord first. And if you don't know Him, you got to welcome Him into your heart. Because He does have a plan for you. You just don't know it yet. So you're feeling yeah. lost and you don't know where you're going because it's like, you, well, you don't have any direction. You're like a compass that's lost its direction and you need to seek the Lord first. You need to welcome Jesus into your heart and he'll establish the road ahead of you. You know, I've tried to have this conversation with a few guys before. It could also be that you're supposed to seek him to do something he wants you to do. And then he might give you a wife, but you've got to yeah. lean into his will. That's yeah. what it's about. Yeah, it'll it'll come about in his timing and in his way, you know. And in some instances, what the Lord is doing is He's setting up partners together uh, for His king, for kingdom work, you know, for His kingdom for, to, to to augment each other in the same direction, you know, equally yoked. Okay, so you're both, you know, traveling and and, and working on the same goal, and the Lord has you under his wing, guiding you to start, you know, do a ministry of sorts or, you know, some kind for this uh, goal of bringing the sheep in and, or, you know, whatever different task he may have you do in these last days, you know? And so he's sometimes what he does is he'll take, he'll take a believer that's sort of an idol and maybe hooked up with a non-believer or, or, in a bad relationship or something like that. And he will orchestrate the removal and the, the separation of that person to later be linked up with another person, you know, that is in a similar situation down the road, you know, where they can both work together in Jesus towards this goal. And, um, you know, that's, that's just how it works. So, 
if that's what he wants for you. It's, you know, you, you can ask, but like I said, if you're calling, if he has a calling for you, if you accept him and then you seek him with your whole heart and he mm. calls you and you got to remember too, because time is short. Priorities are different yeah. now. So it's yeah. also about you yourself getting saved. It's not necessarily about like, Oh, I want to find this person or find that person. It's like, no, get yourself right. Because you don't know how much time you're going to have left independently. No, but I can see uh, I, what the kind of visual I've got is, is there's going to be some quick romances. You might say very sudden, very, very rapid creations of these couples somehow, I, you know, the Lord, how he does it, but, and, and they're, they're going to be very rich, very rich. They won't be long term 50 year relationships or anything, but they'll be, the few short years they will be, they will be like shining bright stars in the example of the, of the Lord, okay, of how he intended a man and a woman to be. And they'll be for his kingdom. And it, it, I have seen that. So, you know, there is hope out there. And, and it's like, for some folks, you know, it, maybe it's not meant for you to be. But on the other hand, there are people that it will be meant for you. Well, yeah, like so, you said, it's all, it, you know, it's going to be circumstantial. But I felt it needed yeah. to be addressed because just due to the lateness of the hour. And yeah. I still see many who are in that situation like, oh, well, you know, I hope things go back to the way they were so I can travel or go here. And so, like, no, things, granted, we're blessed any more time we have. But what she first, <laughs> yeah, it, well, he can, he'll, he'll surround you. And even if you don't have a wife, he might put you with a group of, you know, he might put you with people who are going to help you in that time. You know, he'll yeah. find you better friends than you can find for yourself. Yeah. That's right. You ain't going to find him in a bar. And you ain't going to find him on, uh, you know, some dating app, you know, competing with, uh, oh, what's the word they use? Chads and all this other stuff. You know, it's like, no. See, it's all about priorities right now. Same as those who are seeking out the politics. It's like you first need to seek the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Right. That's right. There you go. That's it. If you do that, then everything will be added unto you later in this life and in the life to come. So, you know. So, it's, you know, we're just saying don't give up hope because both many arounds and I both have had our time sitting alone by ourselves and we know how it is. Yeah. yeah, just, you know, that generation, we didn't have video games. We didn't have uh, like they do now. I mean, they didn't have all that. You know, we had stickball and we had, you know, hit the bat and we had run your, run your bicycle until your legs fall off. You know, I mean, but. The, the generations that have come up in the last 30 years or so, they are at a disadvantage because they've been flooded with a, a plethora of distractions and these flesh appealing games that have turned their minds into mush, you know, a little bit. You know, get outdoors, get away from the screens, get away from the junk for a while, just go outside and hike in the woods or something and, and get get in tune with the with the earth a little bit and god may show you some stuff it'll blow you away it's, oh, it's like the a, best it's relationship like, you can ever have if you want to talk about a relationship you know just the things you've yeah. seen the things i've seen you know it's like you don't understand until you are actually walking with him what he'll show you and how much yeah. better you have it you know and it's going to be a bless in some cases it may be a blessing going into the future you know here's the thing too our society the 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 way of the world it sets a standard 
that people have to follow. Like you're where everybody compares themselves to this person or that person, person A, person B, person C. Oh, look at this person. Look at this guy. He's got this. Look at this. She's got that. I don't have that. And it's setting up coveting. But at the same time, it's these standards everybody is expected to have. What about God's standards? What about godly yeah. standards? Where See, this is the thing. We've lost, just like this country, we've lost our way. And this is the main thing. The Lord is appealing. My people have lost their way. And they need to get back on the straight and narrow path. And he wants people to seek him first and foremost. Yeah. His ways are past finding out, man. But uh, he's, it, it's, you know, it's like all that, all that, all that tech garbage and all that, all the baubles and the toys and all the junk. It's just very temporary stuff when you're looking at it in, the, in the big scope of eternity. And he's trying to show and teach. And, and that's why he gave us this big love, love letter of all of his scriptures that there are things that are, that are far more rewarding and enriching in life that he gave us than all this junk. And he wants us to consider the, the, the eternity of it, the, the things that are going to be forever, you know, last forever. And, and when you look in the eye of, a, of someone you care about, you know, and look at them in a way like God put every mole, every freckle, every eyelash, in a certain way on this person, he created that person just the way he wanted them to be. And they're beautiful. They are so beautiful. And, and he gives you this sight that he has when you look at a person, how beautiful they truly are, you know, and how beautiful this whole creation really is that we have gotten away from. You know, the devil throws so much bling and so much garbage and so much uh, flesh appealing stuff at us that our spirits get buried in it. And we have to pull our stuff out of the garbage and look at the real things that are eternal. And and those things are your are that little spark, that little soul that you can't maybe see it, but it's in the person It's in the animal it's in the flower it's in the tree i mean there's there's god is it's all part of him that they created it his his mind is right out there for you to look at if you just look at it his mind his his love his soul and all of that is so apparent when you, when he opens your eyes to look at it and really really see it you know and that's a, something that you know the devil is just really really good at painting over with his crappy paint okay and uh, he's he's really successful at it, man. It, right from the beginning at the garden, uh, it'll make you wise. It'll, you know, it's good to eat it. Go ahead. Did God really say that? I've seen that too. Walk. You know, if I can't beat him, I'm going to join him, and I'm going to, you know, do the things that you know. It's like, no, don't you don't want to go the ways of the world. See, that's a trap right there. And all the self condemnation—that's Satan trying to wear you down and convince you. Don't let him convince you. He wants to lead you onto a road of ruin so that you don't find the Lord. So he keeps you lost yeah. and guessing and like, oh, there's something wrong with me. It's like, well, maybe there isn't anything wrong with you. Maybe it's everybody else. Did you ever think of that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got to step. What I'm saying is you got to step back sometimes and take yeah. a look at the big picture. Yeah. You know? Don't beat yourself up because there's plenty of people out there that will do it for you already. You know? 
Right. <laughs> you know, don't beat yourself up. God sees you in the beauty that, that he created you to be. That's how he sees you. He sees your potential, you know. And it's important to mention in in that regard, everybody, he sees the potential and everybody does something well. Everybody, everybody has something they do well. They just need to lean into what their gift is and seek the Lord and what he wants them to do. You know, and and one thing I'll tell you about being alone, the advantage of being alone for a while. Okay. And and when you have, when you have the, the tenacious, overwhelming desire to get close to, to God. Okay. And you know, little thoughts pop in your head and whatever. You know what? I get down on my on the floor or whatever, and I get in the closet when I get with Jesus and I, I talk to him about it and I ask him, and then I sit quietly and just wait and I'll listen. And sometimes he will come, he will just man, he'll, he'll drop a love bomb on you, okay? And you you'll know you're on the right track. Oh, that, then, that's awesome when that know, happens. I've I've experienced that at quite oh a few times yep. it, it's like a wave it's like it's like it's like he just dunked you in the love tank for a second and the time and, stops oh, oh my gosh man you, you'll find yourself spending a lot more time than you thought in the prayer closet you thought maybe 10 minutes went by when you but when you get out of there sometimes it's three hours two three hours know? yep but that's one thing about being alone if you're a lonely guy you're alone you're you know you this or that and and the beer in the refrigerator is looking good, and you just, you know, you just want to hang, you know, just, well, try walking over to your closet or even at the foot of your bed or wherever, just someplace. Pick a place, you know, like that gal in that movie. What was that movie? Uh, Fireproof or something like that? I forget what it was. Some, some, some old lady was fervently praying for her neighborhood and her community and this and that she was this little black gal and she she got in her little prayer closet man and i'll tell you what that prayer closet was soaked in the holy spirit so much so that when they sold the house the owner who bought it when he walked into that closet he felt god's presence there you know what i mean and that's what happens your prayer closet becomes like a holy place because Jesus spends a lot of time in there with you. And you may not notice it at first, but the Holy Spirit is impregnating the walls with himself. And I've experienced that. And it's like there's a place where you're home, or maybe it's your camper, or maybe it's your motorhome, or maybe, I don't know, you know, your garage even. Wherever it is, you can spend some time alone with Jesus Christ, okay? Get in there and do it and on a consistent basis fall before him and just listen and just wait and maybe say some scriptures and pray and cast the evil devils out of you, out away from you in the name of Jesus Christ. And then just read his word, and read his word back to him and pray. And sometimes, man, you'll just, he'll just drop you into, into, into weeping yep. because he's weeping. You'll feel his emotions. You'll feel his heart. Yep. Because we're made in his likeness. We're made just like him, right? In his likeness. Well, guess what? He has a heart too. And sometimes it's breaking. He'll allow you to feel that. He'll allow you to know. And then sometimes he'll show you something overwhelmingly eternal that'll just blow your socks off. And you just be sitting there going, you know? But it's like, it's just how it works. And he's begging people. He's 
He's screaming he's for pleading. people to come to him. Yes, especially and, now. And to find him. Find him while he's while he's near. That's why really, you and I got moved to do this show today because we both, you and I both came to an agreement when we talked a few nights ago that we are, we're, because you've been getting something, I've been getting it. Something is very close. Something wicked is coming. Yeah. It's here, buddy. <laughs> draw an eye to God and he will draw an eye to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double minded. James 4 8. You know, right. it's, it, time is getting so short. And, you know, we could go on and on and on about the loneliness epidemic, but the bottom line is, God's trying to get your attention. Yeah. He's trying to get everyone's attention. That's why you're seeing all these things, because they're incrementally happening so as to bring lost souls who are looking for answers to him. And when you understand what's coming and you get down with the Lord and he shows you and confirms with you and opens your eyes and gives you the eyes to see and the ears to hear, you're not going to be able to sit this out. It's not one of these things where you're just going to be able to sit in your apartment or your house and say, well, if it's not affecting me, I don't have to worry because it will ultimately come for you. You're going to have to set your face like Flint and determine where you stand and make a choice. And it's only my hope and prayer that everybody hearing my voice and your voice, brother, that they make the right choice because it is going to get ugly out there. And that's an understatement, you know. Go, I'm not going to go into the details of all of that right this moment, but you and I have talked about all that, and uh, everyone has to make a choice. You know, better have made the right choice, you know, if you're going to lose your life than to try to hang on to the things of the world and the lies of the world, and then you're damned for an eternity. You know, you don't want that. And you might say you don't believe, but these people running things, they're evil. They're occupied by demonic spirits, and they believe it. And so you should believe. If you believe in good and bad, you should believe in God, and you should be making the right choice right now. And you'll be glad that you did later on. Yeah. Well, another thing that came up in my head just now was there's a wave of persecution and a lot of other things coming. One of the things that's coming is the continuing of the castration of the men in this country. Okay? This country is being... That's been going on. uh, yeah, it's being, but it's being, it's going to soon be very crushed with this Jezebel cannon of garbage that they're going to spew out of their of their little feminist cannons at the men of this country. They're already doing it. They're already doing it. Yes, but I'm man, it's gonna it's gonna increase like you would not believe. It's going to be a like somebody poured a bucket of Jezebel over you. You know, it's gonna be sickening, but. I'm supposed to warn the men, okay? Listen to listen up, guys. There's going to be a change in the structure of the social fabric, okay? And it's going to be a deluge of it. So heads up, be aware it's coming, okay? Be a man, okay? Be a man. There's a lot of examples in the scriptures of men, okay? You know, there's I don't know how many. And there's also examples in the scriptures of women. And what they're supposed to be, okay? And and the virtues and, and the aspects that they're made up of. And, you know, write them down on paper. I, I don't know. Write down the, the guys the guys in the Bible you admire. And they say, oh, you know, Lord, I want to be, I want to have that aspect. I want to have that characteristic. I want to have that, um, you know, I want to have that in my spirit. Okay, I want to have what he's got in my spirit. I want to have what this guy's got. 
I want to have what this guy's got. And I want to have what you got. Okay. Cause you were a man. He was the men of men. Okay. Well, ultimately and, what's happening and what yeah. has been happening, brother, is that they are, they're trying to shame us is what they're trying to do. Yeah. And that's where this whole aspect of I'm not good enough thinking comes from. It's the shame and the guilt and the low self-esteem that is permeating everything. Yeah. And that's yeah, how they're, they're trying to make it and they're trying and they're trying to confuse men with their sexuality and all this other garbage. It, we've been seeing yeah. that underway now for quite a few years. It's been going on for yeah. at least 10 years, if not longer. I mean, that's it's just yeah. been gradually ramping up. Now you're seeing it just in commercials. You can't even you can't even sit and watch the weather anymore and it's shoved in your face. So it's rejection and then it's going to be on steroids and that's not helping either. That's why it's crucial to find your purpose because you don't want to take your life. You don't want to take your life. You don't want to lose hope. No, don't do that. No, 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 no. I mean, go outside, go find a, 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 a solitary place. That's what Jesus did a lot. You know, he went up to the mountain and sat there. You know, he went out in the woods and just sat there. He was alone and rejected a lot. Yeah. He went out to the garden and just sat there, you know, and talked to his father. Okay. So do the same. Just go out there and talk to your father, man. And get in tune with the bush a little bit. Because, it, it, you know, that's something I noticed, you know, in, in my life. I was fortunate. Okay. Early on, I, I mean, I was always outdoors with my family, my dad and my brother. And, and we were outdoors doing outdoor stuff. Okay. And, you know, chopping wood and sharpening this and fixing that and, you know, whatever. And then later, you know, I was in the military for a whole hell of a long time. And I was out in the bush a lot. And I was out there, you know, and there's something that you acquire when you are out there for a few days, okay? There's like this this um, tune. There's a tune, a tuning of your, it's a primal thing that God has instilled in men that you, you acquire over time. It's a sweet place. It's a sweet oneness with, with nature and with God's creation. And, and you become attuned with it. And you suddenly you're aware of everything that's going on out there. And, man, there is no place like that. You know, it's like you are just in tune. You know where all the squirrels are doing. You know what all the rabbits are doing. You know what the bugs are doing. You know if there's something misstep or if there's something out of line out there, you're going to know because you sense it. The Indians were get, developed this to a perfection, you know, that were out there a lot. They were because they were outdoors there all the time. They were never indoors, I and mean, they were in a TV maybe, but you know, but they were out in the bush a lot. And other 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 cultures that that live outside a lot, they are in tune with it, and they don't even know it. They just it's just part of their existence. But city people, people that live in in, in buildings and cities and this and that that edge that they had has been dulled or, or partially disappeared and they're not even aware that they can acquire it. So I'm just saying, you know, for you guys out there that maybe you haven't had a lot of exposure to the outside outdoors, you know, camping and all that kind of stuff, or, or you know, being, I mean, spend a few nights in the de- out in the desert by yourself. Okay. With nobody else, leave your cell phone, just go out there and just, you know, well, maybe take a buddy with you. Okay. But, for safety reasons, but at first, but 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 really, when you're out there by yourself, is the best way to reacquire that sense because you're going to need it. And what's coming up 
you are going to be a lot of people are going to be running for the wood. Okay? You'll also be shown. That's another thing I wanted to bring up is when you get a loan, you know, you'd be surprised what would be revealed to you. Yeah. I mean, exactly. you talked about it. You used to live in Los Angeles. What did you used to do? Go out to the deserts and east, you know, yeah, east of there. Just build a yeah, fire I mean, and put on coast yeah. to coast AM, and the Lord showed you what was going on. Yeah, yeah, I'd be out in the desert by myself, and you know, you just get in. I just liked being in tune with the with with it without you know out there, and, and I would just be out there in the sagebrush, man, just sitting out there in the middle of nowhere in the sand, just sit there and just listen and just just pick up on everything that's going on and enjoy the stars and you know just feel the fresh air. Time to reflect. Yeah. And then I would talk to God and I would just sit there and talk to the Lord. And I just say, God, you know, I know I don't understand everything. And I know you do. And, but I, I, I want to know, you know, and I would just talk to him I, out of my heart about things that were going on in my life or whatever. And then, you know, and I knew he heard me and I would just, you know, once in a while I would get a gist of something. That's how it know. happened for me, by the way. He, he knew I was searching. I left all my party life behind from my twenties and, Oh, I got a whole fresh start. And that's when I started having time by myself. And I just had time to sit and reflect on things and search and search and search. Cause I was searching for meaning and what the, what I was going to be in my life when I started all over. And then he just, he led me. Um, once I, you know, accepted him back into my life, cause I had been backslidden for a number of years, he showed me things. And that's yeah. when I started to learn, and that's when I started, you know, getting into talk radio and thinking outside of the box. And there's a lot of people out there right now, you know, men and women, they're searching for what's going on. You know, it's like, we know something's wrong, but we can't quite put it all together. It's like, well, if you'll be patient and you're willing to listen, you'll be shown. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you don't, you don't need a lot of fancy gear out there either, you know? No, you don't. Just the basic things, okay? Just some basic things, a little pack, maybe. And a way to start a fire, and you know, and, uh, you know some uh, beef jerky or some nuts or whatever. Just take, you know, and some water. You know, and if you're in a arid climate, you're going to drink more water. Um, you know, but bring yourself a little treat too, like a little coffee or a little tea or something, whatever. But basically, you know, you'll need maybe cold weather gear if you're in a cold climate or whatever. But um, you know, just some good clothing, durable, okay, durable clothing, good boots. And I would suggest people go out and get a good set of boots right now because these things are going to become unavailable very soon. And they're only going to get more expensive. And good hardy jeans, uh, good hardy shirts, uh, head headgear, head coverings, you know, a hat, a wide brim hat, a baseball hat, you know, beanies, whatever. Because the sun is going to do weird stuff and it's going to start burning people. So be aware of that too. It already and, is. And, it already yeah. is. I was just out in the sun yesterday, just for a brief moment, and I, I can't explain how it felt hitting my skin. Yeah. Well, it, the atmosphere is diminished. Yes. You know, and, and, and the protection, the protective layer of the atmosphere has been disturbed. So I don't even like to spend a whole lot of time outside anymore, just because it's. I don't. It. You can tell. It's just. It's not even the color of when it's daylight has changed. Have you noticed that? It's not even. It's like more yeah. white. No, it's weird. Yeah, it's it's not good. Yeah. And but it's like I wear long sleeve shirts when I'm outside. You know, even on a hot day, I just wear a loose one, but it's still a long sleeve. You know, and because I I know the sun's doing weird stuff, and I wear a wide brim hat. I mean, if you see me in my videos, I'm outside. I got a hat. I got a long sleeve shirt on. 
you know, bandana. I mean, uh, even if it's a little hot and uncomfortable, at least I know that my skin is not getting, you know, fried. Well, it's been and gassing also, out flares, you know. It keeps the bugs off, too, a little bit, you know. It keeps the bugs from, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just better to be protected. So, but like I was saying, just go out there and just uh, sit up. But do it a few times, you know, in a row. And you'll see, you'll notice, you'll start to pick up a little bit of a sixth sense. Well, just like being in prayer, there. you got to be persistent about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Never stop praying. Yeah. But because people are going to be thrust into the wilderness, literally. And prayer yeah, doesn't. Yeah, and yeah. prayer doesn't always have to be formal. This is another misconception people have when you know they don't know the Lord. You can talk to Him on a personal basis. You know. Oh yeah, you can talk to Him like I'm talking to you right now. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You know, He's always with me. He's always listening. He knows every in and out, every molecule in my body. Nothing I'm hiding from Him. You know. So it's like, hey, He knows me. You know, and. uh you know, I mean, there's angels always in tow, too. You know, there's angels walking around, watching you and everything else, writing everything down. It's like, I know. I know. They're writing everything down. It's like, oh, boy. You know, Fred did this today, old dummy, you know, or whatever. And, and it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. But just get prepared because, like, uh, what I was going with that was there's a lot of folks that are going to be suddenly thrust into the wilderness. And... um you know, you have to leave your house really quick, really quick. And you may have to go somewhere really fast and, and get there and, and get out in the middle of nowhere or whatever. And if you don't have a lot of practice at doing that, it's going to be, it's going to be a brutal experience learning how it works when, when it could have been done earlier, you know, at a, at a little bit easier pace. But, um, but like I said, get, get some good, get some good long lasting boots and socks and you got to have extra socks. Okay. And you got to keep you got hygiene. You got to have a little bit of hygiene stuff going on. By the way, we are going into a general discussion now we've, you know, we're, you know, that's for both men and women. Well, right. I'm talking about everybody, you know? Um, and if you, you got little kids, you got to have stuff for them too. You know, find some little toy that they may have, that they may, you know, gives them comfort. And make sure that you have that in your go bag or whatever, because they're going to need something to focus on, something that they can use to, you know, keep their little minds occupied or whatever. But something that something that they cherish, you know, I mean, consider your children, okay, in, in all of this too, because it's going to be very, very tough on them. All of this, it's going to be, you know. Um, it's going to be hard. So God, ask God for your, his wisdom on that too, man, because it's really important. And, you know, rig your vehicles so that you can live out of it if you have to. Look at the homeless people. They've got it down, okay? People that have been out there living under the bridge for three years, they know how to survive. Those people are actually going to do a lot better than most folks, you know? And they're kind of like America's nomads, you know, really. And they have, you can learn a lot from a homeless person. I remember one time I was, I was in, uh, I was in LA and I was spending some time with my brother and he was in the motion picture industry. And we would go, sometimes we would go up to the top of Mulholland drive and just sit up there and look at the lights. Right. And we was up there one night, we were sitting up there and this guy came walking up to us. Right. And 
we were like, well, what's with this dude? You know, well, he was, he turned out he's a pretty nice guy. And he had a bag with him, a little bag, and he pulled out these foiled uh, potatoes in foil. And he offered us one. And we sat there and we ate these potatoes. And he told us, he, he got them out of the trash bin over at Sizzler's, okay? Because he was a homeless guy. And he just was up there chilling out, you know, enjoying the, the view too. But I learned something that night. You know, I learned something that there's there, there are ways to survive even in the city, you know, and people are doing it right now, but you're thinking outside the box, you know, and this poor guy offered us, you know, his potatoes. We were just sitting up there and, and I'm telling you what, man, they were some good potatoes too. There was, you know, butter and ch uh, chives or whatever on them. And, and they were just, you know, unopened. Somebody just, you know, cooked a bunch of them up and they threw them in the trash bin outside the back of the restaurant. But the point is that there are ways to learn these things you would not think of, you know, that, but, but these people are, are surviving God providing for them every day too, just like he provides for the birds. You know, I'm just saying, just be, just be prepared because hardships coming and it's going to get very, very, very hard, but don't be afraid about it. You can just, you, there's a learning curve. You're just going to have to go through to, to get there. Okay. And the Lord will help you get through it. Were you, know, you but, by chance going to be doing any preparing videos? Cause I know up until now you've been doing side traps, uh, talking about, uh, what's coming as far as the land invasion yeah. and all, but ha were you going to be yeah. getting back into doing any preparation videos at yeah. some point? Yeah, I am. I, I, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. I, uh, I was going to show kind of how I got one of my vehicles rigged up, you know, how I stowed it and, and what I did to it. And, and, you know, don't be afraid to mangle your vehicle a little bit. Okay. I mean, if you're not, you know, really, you know, about trading it in in the next two years for the next fancy model and all that stuff. But if you've got, a, a, you know, a real vehicle, a, like a truck or a pickup or a SUV, like a Tahoe or 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 some uh, Jeep Wagoneer or something like that, those are perfect vehicles, you know, a platform to, even a Volkswagen or whatever car you have, you can still improve on it. There's things you can do to make it, a lot more useful, you know, and, um, there's a lot of people, by the way, who've been doing that. They do the nomad stuff. You can find videos on yeah. that and stuff like that. And they have interesting ideas. Yeah. Well, look at, I mean, you, you, you know, pick up an idea from a movie, uh, Mad Max is a perfect example. If you take a look at his car, you know, he, what he did was he ripped out the back seats or some of the, the set guys or the, the grips or the uh, prop guys, they ripped out the back seats and they put in uh, fuel tanks and then they put in, uh, a, you know, like shelves out of uh, grocery carts or whatever. And they and he stowed like, you know, food in there and rope and camouflage nets and, you know, camping gear and, you know, his coffee pot or whatever. I mean, that kind of stuff was in there. And as you're traveling in your vehicle, let's say you're you're it's after the fact and you're, you know, you're going to be scavenging stuff. You're going to be looking for something that's useful that you can use to keep you moving, keep you alive. And, you know, you're going to want a place to put it in your vehicle or whatever. But I'm just saying, like, you, you could do that now. And like, like with my, one of my vehicles, what I did was I took some of those, you know, those, uh, the fluorescent lighting that they have these cages that go over the lights to keep the bulbs from dropping out of them, you know, in case there's a quake or something. Oh yeah. They have these 
protective cages. Well, those protective cages are perfect for building shelves in your car. And there's other things you can get, like at Walmart, they have these like little racks. That you, you go into the home deco area, and they have these like little racks. They're they're white and they're but they're made out of wire, and they're four feet long, six feet long, whatever. Well, you can cut those down, and then you can get some little L brackets and some uh, self-tapping screws or whatever, and find some beef inside your car to screw into that doesn't go through the outer skin of the car. You know, and, and then they have these like J hooks. You can use J hooks and you can use like little hooks and get a bunch of bungee cords. And then you can strap everything up against the inside walls of your car so it's not flying around back there. And then and it's out of the way, packed away. So I'm going to do a video on kind of how I did, how I rigged my one of my vehicles that way. And I always in my vehicles, I always have the minimum, at least a pack, some water, some extra food. Um, maybe an extra jacket or two and some cold weather gear just because, you know, stuff happens. And I know that if I have to leave my car or, you know, whatever, I can grab that stuff, throw it on my back and just drive off into the, and walk off into the bush, you know, and, t- and take my family with me, you know. And so it's like I've got stuff for them, too. And I've got, you know, maybe a sleeping bag or whatever. Uh, you know, I mean, the stuff is only going to get more expensive. So. Uh, you know, the dollar's diving like a rocket. So, you know, it, but you can use old stuff too. You don't have to go to the fancy store to get it. You can go over to uh, a Salvation Army or someplace like that and you can pick up clothing there and you can pick up all kinds of little doodads and goodies that help further the cause. I mean, they have silverware and, you know, you, you, you can make up a knife, fork, spoon kit and tie it with a rubber band. Boom, there you go. You shove in your pack, you're ready to go. And, um, in reality, all you really need is a knife and a spoon, you know, because a spoon is like the, one of the most used tools in the infantry, uh, in, in, the, in the army. And, uh, you know, nobody, anybody that knows, they know that the spoon is like one of your most important things to have with you, you know, but, but they, and army gear itself is, is, is handy to have. Like they have, um, you know, canteens and canteen cups, you know, and, and the military makes a really good canteen cup. It's made of stainless steel. It's practically bulletproof. And you can use that to wash out of. You can use it to shave with. You can use it to eat, make your coffee, you know, cook your eggs, whatever. You can use that one cup. Instead of carrying a whole bunch of junk, you just use the one cup, and then you can cook everything in that. And then it doubles as protection for your canteen in case you get thrown off the side of a bridge and down a hillside. It's not going not gonna to break your canteen, you know? And I'll tell you another thing, if you slam that against somebody's head, it's going to hurt. You know, it's got a, it's got a serious handle on it. And you clang that across somebody's skull and it's, it's going to crack it. So it doubles as a weapon in a way, but, um, you got to think outside the box is all, you know, look up like what special forces guys do in bookstores. There's, you know, sections of military history and you can look up and, and check out what the guys in Vietnam did, what the guys over in, uh, you know, Iraq did and, and how in World War II and even the Civil War, you know, they were they used to make this stuff called hardtack. It was like a uh, a biscuit, you know, a really stiff biscuit that had a lot of preservative in it, salt and whatnot. But it kept them going. And they and, and, and they, there was some I think it was pork. They, they dried pork or something and they used it for, you know, munching on while they were out there marching on their marches. They were for 20, 30 miles in a day, these guys were able to survive on this 
for a long time. And there's there's a plethora of videos out there, man, on, on guys that have already done, you know, a lot of this expose on on different ways to survive and, and different ways of making stuff. You know, I get a garden going. I mean, right now it's planting season. You know, bone up on your gardening. Get up, you know, you, and you can garden in buckets. You don't need to, if you don't have land, you're in an apartment, go get a five-gallon bucket and go fill it with some, some dirt and fertilizer and mix it up and read up on it. Learn how to do it and plant some tomatoes and plant some carrots and plant some beets and uh, some celery and radishes or whatever. But get on it because you're running out of time, okay? There's a gal, her name, she's a, uh, it's called Appalachian Homestead. She's on YouTube. And she has a lot of tips on how to build a homestead. If you do decide to leave the city and go out to the country, um, it's a learning curve, okay? You, there's a lot of things to learn, but she does it in a very easy to understand, quick fashion. And she has some great tips on on what to um, what to do and, and also about things about, you know, that are going on. And, and how to deal with that. And she's a believer, you know, she knows the Lord. So the gray bearded green beret, I think is his name. And he has a lot of tips on building shelters and building fires and teepees and, you know, a lot of special forces tips and tricks. Okay. That, uh, that he, he's put out, he's got, I mean, a, a zillion videos on how to do stuff. And there's another guy, I just recently found him and he is, he's a, he's a great kid. He's, he's a tactical homestead. Okay. Tactical homestead. It looks to me like he's, uh, he's probably been out of the army about five or 10 years, maybe, but he's a sharp kid, man. He knows a lot. He knows a lot. And, uh, you, you watch a few of his videos, you'll see what I mean, but he's a sharp kid. He's a very sharp kid. And, you know, there's a lot of them out there. So there's a lot of resources for people to soak up that are very useful. Get a little notepad, get a notebook, get a bunch of pens and write down these tips and tricks and do a little network research on your laptop. I mean, that's what, that's what the thing is good for is, is to get information fast, you know, and, and then go out and do it, go out and do it, go out and build a fire, go out and, sit in the woods for, for the night. Okay. And see what it's like. And you'll, you'll learn things you never thought you would learn. And you know, you'll pick up all kinds of little tips and tricks and things to avoid. You'll learn things to not do, you know, like in certain areas, you don't want to sleep on the ground because there's too many dang bugs and there's snakes and things and nasties, little nasties out there. You just, you don't want to, you know, it'd be better to be up off the ground a little ways, like on a cot or build yourself an A-frame um, the, the SAS know how to build a really nice A-frame bed, okay, anywhere in the jungle. That's where they picked up on how to do it was in the jungle because the jungle's got all kinds of creepy crawlies running around, and you don't want no creepy crawlies sleeping with you. You don't need a lot to build it. There's probably the materials laying around out there, you know, wherever you go, and it's just a few sticks you tie together, and you've got this base of a – it's sort of like a – a raised cot, you know, but, it, but you can build on that and you can build up above it and you can build a canopy over you. You can, you know, the, a way to reflect heat. If you build a little fire and, um, you know, keep you warm, even in really cold climates, um, a little reflection of your fire and you can use all kinds of things for that. I mean, you know, tinfoil works great. And then, you know, I always keep a little folded up piece of tinfoil in my ruck 
because it's just handy to have for a thousand different uses and Q-tips and um, matches. And you can waterproof matches, man, real easy. All you got to do is dip them in uh, nail polish, okay? Just dip them in nail polish, let them soak and dry off a little while and put them in a bag. And uh, Ziploc baggies, man, they're like the most handy thing for packing stuff in your pack. Very handy thing to have. I use, I use, get a lot of Ziploc baggies because you're going to use them. And uh, oils, oils for your vehicles, oils, you know, there's just a thousand things, man. Tools, 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 you know, like, like uh, Dave Hodges says, you know, guns, tools, gold and whatever, but mainly the tools and the weapons and knives, something knife, get a good machete, get a, get a hammer, get, get a saw. Some of these things you, you'll want to put in your vehicle, you know, and, and try to keep it lightweight. Try to have your stuff have more than one use. You know, like two or three uses is better. So you've got one item that does four or five things, you know, two or three things. Or nail files are good for a lot of things. Um, nail clippers are good for a lot of things. You can snip off a lot of things with those. Dykes, linemans, um, you know, dykes are, they're like uh, angle side cutters, I think the actual name is. But... You know, a good little torch. A thousand guys have done videos on how to start a fire with, you know, tinder and doing it the old Indian way, you know. Well, this is the 21st century, okay? So we have access to things, you know, and it's like if you're out, if you're, if you're thrust into the wilderness from your apartment, you, you jumped in your BMW and you're bonsai on the freeway and you bonsai up to the mountains and you run off into the side trails and there you are in the woods with your BMW, right? Okay, so... You got to start a fire because it's cold, man. It's like 30 degrees outside. The wind's blowing and you're freezing your butt off. You don't want to mess around. Okay. So you just pull your little torch out that you got at the hardware store with your canister and you can collect up some sticks and you go into the inner trees and you break off a bunch of sticks and you get some of that uh, cedar leaves and stuff that's oily and you bunch them up and you shove them in your fire and you hit that torch, man. You just get that thing going. And boom, you got a fire in like, you know, 30 seconds. Okay. You don't have to sit out there for 45 minutes trying to start a fire. So, you know, use your head. Think outside the box. You know, I mean, there's, there, there are ways to survive. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, I was going to do a video. <laughs> I'm sure in good time you will. I just wanted to, you were yeah. asking if I was still there at one point. I'm like, no, I don't want to interrupt because sometimes there's a delay and then I'm talking over you and then it's hard to hear what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I hope it comes to use for somebody out there, you know, because we, we don't have, like you say, we, 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 we are really fast running out of time. So, um, you know, for the men folk out there, just hang in there and, and don't listen to the garbage on the television. Don't compare yourself to people online, like saying, oh, you need to go out and do this and, you know, pick up more, more of this and do that. And it's like, no, you don't conform yeah. to the ways of the world. You want to come away, come out from among her, my people. You know, that's where it is. Yeah. You don't need to compare yourself. To so it's like I said, if you know, if you're being set apart, there's there could there's likely a good reason for it. You know, so don't sell yourself mm -hmm. short and think that you know it's the end for you or that you know that, oh there's no use in this or there's no use in that. Woe is me. It's like no, don't don't do that. No, that's the devil talking, man. He wants to kill you. He wants that's his old goal is to kill us all. You know, tell him to go pound sand. That little dude that sits on your shoulders and whispering all that. You just tell him, hey, Jesus tells me something different. Okay. You know, he's saying, he's saying that uh, I'm, I'm worth him dying on the cross for, okay? There could be somebody else in the same situation you're meant to talk to because you've been there so you can speak to it. 
Yeah. Nothing is wasted. This is the thing. Nothing is wasted. The Lord has a reason for everything. It's often that we need to find it. We need to find where we are in him. And the only way we can do that is by seeking him. Yeah. You know any veterans that they know their stuff, okay? Suck their brains, you know? Ask them questions. Suck their brains. Learn. How many moms out there are, are moms of some soldier, you know, and dads of some soldier that, that recently got back from uh, Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever, and, and they've been in the military for six or eight or nine, ten years, you know, whatever. Well, guess what? They, they've accumulated a lot of knowledge, and they have knowledge on how to uh, protect, how to defend, how to attack, how to set up ambush, how to survive in the boonies with nothing. And how to endure it. And, uh, you know, they're an asset. They are useful, even if they don't think they are. It's like these guys are just, you know, sometimes they get back and, and, and their minds are like, you know, messed up a little bit because of the things they saw, whatever did. And, you know, and, and, and now they maybe they don't have a job. So they're sitting around and, you know. Well, it's purpose getting, in general. That's it. Purpose. And so they need purpose. And gosh, they're an asset just sitting around. That they could be teaching other people a lot of useful things, you know, like myself. You know, I, I, it's like I really enjoy teaching. I really enjoy teaching other people the things that I know that are that are of use. They're going to save their butts. You're going to want to find, in general, people you have things in common with to stick with. Yeah. How many veterans that are between 20 and 40, you know, right now out there that maybe got out of the military or whatever? They went back home and they're starting up businesses. Some of them, some of them are doing really well, but some of them are, you know, just sort of like coasting, you know, they don't, they don't have a clear route or whatever because they're used to all this activity and they always had something to do and their, and their days were full, you know, and now suddenly it's like, bleh, the gas just went out of the balloon. So, well, it's important it, it, brother to mention these things in general, because there's a lot of layoffs occurring right now. I'm sure you've heard about that. There's a lot of people yeah. losing their jobs. There's a lot of corporations closing down and you know, the day's yeah. coming where people aren't going to work because once they turn the situation with the economy, uh, you know, how are you going to get paid? You have to take their system. How are you going to pay your taxes? You have to take their system. You know, we mm-hmm. know, we know it's going there. So these tips that you're giving today, you know, they're not without being useful. You have to just think outside the box and think, well, okay, the Lord's got me here now. Okay. I don't have a job. I don't have any way to make an income and the mortgage is going to still come and, and this and that. And I'm good. But you have to depend on God, man. And, and say, Lord, okay, I got this bill. I got this bill. I got that bill. So maybe, you know, maybe he's pointing you to go somewhere else too. That's what I said in another podcast. Sometimes he might be calling you. You got to seek him first. He might be calling you to where there is provision or someone can help you. Yeah. Because it's like the brook dried up, you know, the brook Cherith, you know, it it dried up. So it's time to move on. But then again, maybe he's got something else planned, you know, too. But but there's always something to do. There's always something. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. Everybody Mm -hmm. has a purpose. They have something they can do well to contribute just, and they can usually meet somebody who can contribute something back that they don't know how to do. Yeah. So the, the, you know, first question out of the box would be, okay, God, what is my purpose? What, what do you want to give me purpose? I need purpose, you know, help me out. I need something to do. I need something that's rewarding to do that will fulfill what I really have a desire in my heart to do. You know, anybody what it is in my heart, you know, uh, so lay it on me, you know, and then 
and boom, bam, boom, expect an answer, okay? Because you, you just talk to the Lord God Almighty, and He's going to answer your, your, He's going to answer you, okay? And to be prepared. I mean, it's like some people they'll ask these things, right? And then the answer will come, and they're like, "Whoa!" Well, and you, there's also the exercising of patience because sometimes you do have to wait on Him. Yeah, and it might be some simple thing at first, like with you know, I don't know, sweeping out the decks of the gym and that down at the local high school. I don't know, but there might be a really good reason as you're doing that. Was there anything else that you wanted to cover um, or any? Uh, the time that we're in right now, is, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very dangerous time. Okay. And they're going to persecute. Okay. And, and not only that, but the powers that be have plans to really clamp down pretty soon. Okay. They're going to clamp down everything. Okay. Travel is going to be restricted. Fuel is going to be short to get, you know. Uh, food is going to be short. Yeah, the food, uh, speaking of which, uh, just came out. Texas dairy explosion kills 18,000 cattle in the most deadly fire, quote-unquote, recorded. Mm. Yeah. Anything and everything that we use every day, you just take for granted. You can just go down here and get pick it up and go you know, go down and fill up your refrigerator, it ain't going to be there no more. So you have to think, what can I do to prepare for that? And also that uh, it's very possible that okay, martial law, people say martial law, but they really don't think about what that is too much, you know. But martial law is a very restrictive state of being, okay? It's like you just can't be out at night no more. And, you know, you have to be very careful if you do travel. And you have to be careful at night. And I, before all that gets to that that point, there's going to be a lot of mayhem and havoc and uh, blood in the streets. Okay, there's no other way to put yeah, it. It'll get to that point, and that could even happen yeah. if there's a blackout scenario. Yeah, it could even be a situation like the financial collapse that would cause that. Because think about it, people yeah. can't if they can't get goods if they can't eat, they're going to be rioting in the streets. Oh, yeah. And and then at some point, it's going to develop into roving gangs of marauders um, running around doing what roving gangs of marauders do. And that's, you know, rape and pillage, man. And, and you have to be able to defend yourself and your families against that possibility because it, it's it, it really, you know, look at what's going on like in Venezuela and in some other places. Look know? at Haiti. Haiti, yeah. I mean, it's just mayhem. And the women are going to have the toughest time of it. And the children, you have to be prepared to do what you need to do. And, and one one place to find that is, is in the book of Nehemiah and the story of Exodus and, and what Moses did. You know, he, he set up those tribes. If you look and read the description of how he arranged those tribes in a circle, okay, of defense. It was a defensive posture against the outside elements like the Malachites and all these other dudes, right? They were out there roving around the desert, you know, and nobody went outside the camp by themselves. You, you, you know, you had certain protocols, certain, certain postures of readiness uh, at all times. And so if you're uh, aware of what's going on, you know that things can turn to, to junk in a heartbeat. So right now you need to be practicing what you're going to do then and get used to staying up later 
if you're used to being outside at night watching your perimeter, um, you know, get some more hot chocolate or coffee or whatever it is you need. But uh, practice your defensive posture now and find out where all the holes are. Find out where the avenue, avenues of approach for the bad people would be and make, make some changes, make some adjustments. All right, now and that so said, I, I want your advice on one final thing before I let you go for today, because there's going to be some out there who are going to be, rightfully so, they're going to be fearful or somewhat worried about that and saying, well, what if I don't have the means for this? Or what if I, I'm not no fighter, I'm not this, I'm not that. You know, it's easy for you to say you're ex-military, you know these things. I don't have all that experience. What am I supposed to do? Well, I would start learning it, okay, as best you can. Take a self-defense class, you know. That, that's what I'm saying. People need to be on their game. They need to be wake. They need to move their legs forward into the posture that they're going to be thrust into, okay? This is going to come down like a ton of bricks on everybody. And I don't know what they're ta- teaching in the churches, but they need to be saying, look, you need to be people to get ready for war because war is coming here, okay? Real knockdown, drag out, awful, dreaded war. Like this country's never seen, okay? And, uh, you know, it's like, what did people do in the Civil War? What did people do back in the Revolutionary War? What do people do in other countries right now when war comes to their door? You know, they have to be prepared. They have to make adjustments and be the gray man and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's a siege coming. I mean, good grief. People were boiling their children, you know, because of the siege, okay? It was so bad they didn't have food. You know, there's a script. There's a story in the Bible about uh, one of the kings was walking along the wall of his of Jerusalem there, and you know he heard a report from one of his people, which you know yesterday we ate her kid. Now she doesn't. Want, you know, oh, we ate my child, and now tomorrow they're gonna. We, we're supposed to eat her kid, and she doesn't want to give him up. You know, and the king rent his clothes, and he was so distraught because of what was going on, you know, and it's like, not to put you in fear or nothing, but look, the reality is that the Lord is warning us of these things in, in his mercy to get us ready. Okay. It's that simple. He, he wants us to be ready. He wants us to be prepared. He wants us to, to see through the, the mirage of lies that the media and the churches and the pastors that aren't doing their daring jobs you know he's trying to he's trying to to rip open the veil so everyone looks and sees the, the reality that is coming down on them, okay? And it's not, it's real. It's really gonna. I mean, American people have been they're at a disadvantage, man, because it has so soft for so long, and so it's like when when the hardship comes, they're going to be. They need to they need to embrace the actual reality of the of how things really are. You don't want to be in normalcy bias or in denial, and then it hits no. you like a ton of bricks, and then you're no. like, what am I going to no. do now kind of thing? People, and people, you know, it, there is a sort of a, a numbing that it happens, too, to people. When, when you're looking at this material over and over and over and over and over and over and over, you know, and you become numb a little bit to it, and you don't, you lost some of the initial get get up off your butt and start moving motivation as a result of it. It's kind of like you're overloaded, okay? But but the actual reality 
is still there, regardless of how well the brainwash may have worked on, on well, you. Well, knowing is half the battle, you know? Yes, yes. But not doing anything about it, you know, is according to the uh, Psalms, I think it's or Proverbs, you know, you see a storm coming, what do you do? You prepare. You, yeah, you get out of the get out of the wind, you know, get away from the tornado. I mean, when when, when God spoke to Noah, you know, Noah didn't just say thanks, just go about no, you know playing he, around. No, man, he had a huge project ahead of him, and he went out and started doing it with his kids and their wives and and man they were busting their butts for years and they finally you know got it done but just in time each person's going to have their own thing they're going to have to do whatever god leads them to do but you have to be ready in the spirit you have to be ready spiritually you have to make sure you you know you're prayed up you're read up you you have your armor on and all that that's all important but there's also the physical aspect of it and you need to be responsible, okay? You need to need to be responsible and say, look, okay, I've got these, I've got my children, I've got my, I've got, or it's just you, you know, whatever. But I've got to be somewhat prepared for this outcome that, that is coming down on us, okay? And you have to pray about it. But if the Lord is urging you maybe to, to pick up uh, a firearm, okay, and then you're going to have to go out and learn how to use it. Okay, you're going to have to get familiar with it. And I would just do some research and learn up everything you can about it. Talk to people that have them. Talk to people that know what they're doing with them. Okay, that's where soldiers come in, ex-soldiers and stuff, you know. They, they are a plethora of knowledge in those realms, especially the infantry guys and the guys that were SF. Or, you know, they, they were out there in the bush a lot, okay, or out in the desert, you know, running from Haji. I mean, you know, there's there's things they know that they can really help a community out with if they need to know. Now is the time, man, for for the men to rise up and say, "Look, we have a a horde coming at us. Okay, it's coming, and they're going to take no prisoners, hardly. Okay, and uh, you know, we need to be prepared because you know the Lord's judging this country, but He's not ignoring or overlooking His own people." I mean, here we are talking about it, brother. And it's like he's given us these urgings. He's given us these warnings for a reason because he wants us to be as prepared as we can be when all this comes down. He wants it out now before we can't get on anymore. Right. So get it out. Get it out there. And people that have an ear to hear, God bless them. You know, the people that don't and just blow it off. Well, God keep you people because it's going to be a rough, rough thing, man. And I mean, every I try to make every move I make count now i mean especially you know it's like i'm not going on no vacation man after the bahamas i'm not going to be riding in my boat going fishing too much i don't have a boat anyway but i have no i no plans on taking any crazy uh time off on doing nothing i'm I'm, every move i make is towards getting myself and my family more prepared for what's coming okay praying we pray for the lost all the time you know that you know the Lord yeah. lead them and, sp- and touch their hearts and speak to them. Yeah, because we know it, the time is short. Maps came up in my mind just now. What so is it? Hard copy maps, real maps. Maps, maps. okay. okay Maps. Yeah, because your phone's not going to work. Okay, your car may not even work. You know, that's why I'm saying go get some good boots, get some good shoes, get some comfortable stuff that you can. If you have to walk, and maybe somebody's out there they're handicapped or whatever, you know, or maybe you know some folks that. Um, you're going to be with that 
you need to know this and, and maybe they can help you. I don't know. And help those if you can. And and be so, and guys, you know, also another thing, support the ministries that are giving you this information because there is a lot of churches out there and they are not telling you these things. They are not doing anything to equip their flock. So be supportive of the ministries and help those around you if you know somebody who is in a worse off situation. Because we're going to be yeah. tested on that too, that we keep our Christian values helping one another and showing mercy in these times as well. Yeah. Yep. I mean, but be, be aware of the, you know, the, the evil element that's going to be out there in roving bands doing bad stuff. Okay. And they're doing bad things already, man. I mean, you know, this, these last few shootings are kind of different. You know what I mean? They are, they're a harbinger of much worse things coming. Everything in the last three years now has been a dress rehearsal for what's but, coming. But as far as persecution goes against Christians, okay, that's, these are these are the first volleys, okay? These are the first, the first few. They're exposing their teeth, okay? The, the, the wolves dressed up in sheep's clothing are showing their teeth now. So... You know, be, be advised because it's going to get a lot worse. And we are going to be the ones they blame. And we are going to be the ones that they are going to run after and hunt down. Okay. Make no mistake. Okay. You are a target. If you're a Christian, you believe in Jesus Christ, you are a target. You're a target number one. The devil hates us. He hates us. And he's got a lot of troops too. And that's another thing I wanted to address on before we close this out is there's been a lot of attacks lately. Um, fatigue and on being unfocused in the last week. And I've had to really fight through that. So if people are wondering, well, I'd gotten two shows done in a row, so I took a little bit of a breather, but I had to pull near to the Lord. And um, but there is it's there's just been all these things going on. You got to avoid the confusion and push forward regardless of what is going on and keep your eyes on the Lord. He loves you and he wants to keep you in his presence. Yes. Yes. You're right. There's there in the spiritual realm. It's getting, uh, you can, you can feel the shaking going on out there. It's getting nasty. Yeah. And you know, you just have to, you just have to drive on through it, man. So don't open any bad doors. No. And that's why we talk about, mm -hmm. you know, if you're sitting there by yourself and you're not sure what's going on and you need a point in the right direction, start with welcoming the Lord into your heart and repenting your sins, because that's what he wants you to do. Yeah. He wants you to come to him. Yeah. Brother, we're well over two hours. Yeah. We should probably wrap this up. It's been great having yeah. you here today. And, uh, you know, everybody, if you're interested, you can find uh, many rounds on YouTube just under many rounds. And um, I have a link to him on my uh, about page under Friends of Innocence Redeemed if you're interested. Brother Many Rounds, do you have any closing thoughts? Well, um, in my last videos, I, I go over the routes that these, these invaders are going to take and the highways are going to take. And I, I talk about, you know, people that live near military bases, okay, people that live near uh, the manufacturing bases for our military. Um, you know, yeah, I would get down and dirty with the Lord, man, get on your knees and ask God, did he want you to move? He wants you to go to some other place. And what should you take? And what should you leave behind? And because, you know, people have accumulated a lifetime full of stuff. And it's sometimes it's hard to part with all that stuff. There's, you know, sentimental reasons and this and that, and that. But when it comes down to it, you know, what do you really need? Okay. And ask God, what is it you really need? And then go from there. Because he might want you to leave 
uh, pretty quick and uh, be prepared to move out and draw, you know, get out, get away from wherever he's going to send angels. Okay. He's going to send angels to his people and he's going to give them a certain time period to get out and go somewhere. Okay. If you're living in an area that is going to be a target or whatever, or some terrible thing's going to happen, um, you know, he, he, may, he may send angels and you may, the angels will be around, but you know, it would be best to start preparing for it now. Okay. And get liquidate things you don't really need or whatever. And, you know, if they, you, money for something you do need or whatever, or, or transportation or something, but make sure your, your, your vehicles are good on, on liquids. You got good tires. Your batteries are good. You got fuel. If you have to go out and get another gas can or two, go out and get one. You know, men, go do what you need to do, you know, because you're you're the priest of your family, and God will hold you accountable, you know. So uh, that's a fearful thing, man. I'm not looking forward to popping tall in front of the Lord and say, you know, I should have done that, Lord, you're right, and I heard you, and I didn't do it, you know. Uh, no, 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 I, I, I don't know. I don't want to be doing that. Well, the last thing you want to hear your child say is, Mommy, Daddy, I'm hungry. Yeah. And I know, you know, I'm probably going to hear that, you know, but it's like you're going to have to improvise or something. And and God will provide if you trust him with everything you have, you know, but you're going to be going through some hardship. Know that you're going to go through some hardship because the Christian church of this country is going to be refined. And you don't get refined unless you go through the fire and the fire turns you into gold, okay? It burns the chaff away until all that's left is very, very shiny gold. Amen. So when Jesus looks at you, he sees himself in, his, in the reflection. And, and believe me, there's a lot, of, a lot of refining that needs to be done before that happens. So anyway, that's my final thoughts. Brother. Thank you, brother. Well said. Been an honor Thank having you. you here today. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have for you today. May Jesus bless you. I pray that this has been a blessing to all of you. And until next time, stay safe and stay vigilant out there. God bless.